Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On January 26th, a helicopter crashed in Calabasas, California, killing nine people. Our love and prayers go out to the families of John Carey and Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Ara Zobayan, and Kobe and Gianna Bryant. Dear Kobe, for two-thirds of my life, you were the perfect depiction of taking hard work and dedication to the next level. When I was little, I fell in love with basketball. The game gave me something special to share with my dad, and we truly became a basketball family. My sister, brothers, and I became you in the driveway. We argued over who got to play with the Lakers once we got a PlayStation. We wore your jersey. We bought purple shoes to play in once, you were, once we were old enough to justify specific basketball shoes. You made me love basketball. Once I stopped playing, your influence did not disappear from my life. I've had 50-plus conversations in my adult life about wanting to tap into the part of my brain that you so brilliantly tapped into, the part that doesn't allow you to quit. I'm convinced that only a handful of people possess that quality, and I so badly want to learn how to get there. Your dedication and love for the game was unmatched. You were just getting started on showing the world how that love and dedication was going to translate into every other aspect of your life. Even 10 days after the accident, the news that you're no longer with us still does not feel real. I never thought I would have to live in a world with no Kobe Bryant. Thank you for inspiring my entire generation. Thank you for showing us what Mamba mentality looks like. Thank you for showing us what excellence looks like. I promise to teach my future kids about the greatest player of my generation. I promise to do my part in carrying on your legacy. And I promise to never forget what you brought to this world. Rest in peace, Mamba, and thank you. Hey, I'm Bryce. We're the the nobodies. Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Did we do the intro music? Yeah. That was on there? Yeah. Oh. I'm looking Oh, I can't hear anything. No. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You wanna you wanna you wanna handicap me as much as you as much as you possibly can listen you not having headphones doesn't hurt you at all <laughs> and it really makes my job harder <laughs> because you have no volume control. oh the poor listeners i know truly we really? apologize no we apologize hi hi everyone how how are you annie um i'm fine how are you i'm good good i could you know be better well you know what else is new <laughs> Okay, well, why don't we get into our peaks and valleys? Do you have your peaks and valleys? Have you even thought about it? Don't we have a mutual valley? We do. We have a mutual peak, hopefully, at a mutual valley. So I can... You do it. Because I I know we discussed having mutual peaks and valleys, but I don't remember what they are. (laughs) Okay, well, 
the the peak that I was thinking that we may have a mutual was that we both guested on a another podcast this weekend. Yes, we, we guested on No Filter with Zach Peter, who's become a friend of our of our show, and yes. us him, and it was actually really fun. I mean. I, I had a great time. He made the connection between you and Kendra Wilkinson, and I just had never thought about yeah. that before, and that was very funny to me. We used, I used to get that more, like when she was more popular. Really? People would ask, like in college and stuff, people would ask me all the time. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Why? Just because you have the same last name? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not There is a guy unpopular. in California running for Senate that, I think Senate... But his last name is Wilk. Mm. Like, I think it's Steve Wilk. And all of his campaign signs are got Wilk. <laughs> and I'm furious that we didn't trademark that What first. in the world? That was I such know. a missed opportunity. It was. Gosh. Devastating. But we, anyway, we did have a good time. I just. I we just, had a great time. I had so much fun. I just will say that it, I feel like every time I've gone on there, like it always turns very sexual. Yeah. And I just am not a sexy person. So I feel like it makes me sweat and not in a good way yeah. sometimes. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Exactly. I mean, I'm a little bit. You About know, you not being sexy. I know. I know. I'm yeah. like a mime, you know, it's like. But I'm also not a sexy person. I, I get. I mean, I know, but it's like, I mean, I think that people can look at you and be like, oh, she, you know, has sex. I think I mean, people are like that he is such looks, a weird thing to say. Well, I'm just saying that I think people look at me and they're like, he is a Ken doll. Like that's so he probably doesn't have any private parts. That's what I'm thinking that people are thinking. So You know what everyone's actually thinking? <laughs> is that they wish you would stop talking about this. <laughs> You're always saying, Oh, that was a sexual podcast. Now I'm making this a sex oh we should make God. this we should we should, you know, for our Valentine's Day episode, we should have a sexy podcast somehow. Like, I actually it... have an idea for next week's episode. Okay. You are not going to like I it. I cannot wait. I love things I hate. Yeah, it'll be good. Okay, so our mutual valley, I mean, was that your peak? I don't want to I had so much. Yes, I had so much fun on Zach's podcast. It was really fun to just have like a third person. Yeah. To, to, like, it's weird, shoot. though, for me to listen back to myself yeah. on someone else's podcast. Interesting. Yeah. I felt the same way when I was on Dogs of War. Okay. Which I think that episode came out last week too. Yeah. So, so my peak is actually that I'm podcast famous. Yeah, seriously. Um, you are no, so podcast famous. No, but it's weird famous. to hear. I don't feel it when I listen back to our episodes, but I do feel weird hearing my voice on someone else's. Isn't That's that funny. That's odd. So I, yeah, stupid. that is odd. Because you sounded great on both, by the way. I mean, especially the the Browns one. That was funny. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I love that you were like, I have to watch The Bachelor because we're covering on the Yeah, that's the only reason I watch it. It's so true. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, so the mutual valley that I was thinking is that was the horrific parking garage site where we had to park in downtown LA. That's what (laughs) it was. Oh, my God. First of all, have you ever smelled something so rank? Never. I the mean, it sounded like it smelled like uh, the inside of, of a colon. Yeah, <laughs> someone's butthole. Yeah, that had I, not been taken. That, is, that did not take care of themselves. No, I. The moment I stepped out of my car, I was covered my face. Yeah. I was like, I cannot breathe in. We should have been air. wearing hazmat suits. We should have sure. been. But it was disturbing. Also, the hallway that I have that I took pictures of because I was yeah. like, this is. I mean, first of all, it was probably dirt. Okay, but it looked like feces. 
all over <laughs> okay. the place. Where we were, though, like all bets are you off. Really don't know, but I mean, it was full of. It could like, have been dried blood too. It was latex hand gloves. Yeah, I don't know why those were everywhere. Um, there because was also needles, multiple probably. fast food. Yeah, yeah, there were needles. There was multiple fast food wrappers. And also, it looked for some reason like it was like an inhaler graveyard. Yes. What like, was that? <laughs> why were there so many inhalers? And, well, obviously, people couldn't breathe in there. Yeah. So they needed an inhaler. But they, why would you drop it in there? I don't know. But the elevator was just as bad. That was, that was actually terrifying. I didn't want to touch anything. It looked like a scene from like the Terminator. Yes. You know. Or like Saw. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better. Yeah. That's probably a better indicator than the Terminator. Speaking of weird elevators, I hadn't. This is also ties into my Valley of the Week. Okay, I got into an elevator today during work hours. I was in a medical office building. The elevator doors open. I get on, and there's one guy on the elevator. Okay. And anytime I'm on an elevator with people, I stand as far away as possible. Like, if, especially if it's just. One, for safety, and two, because that's proper elevator Yes, etiquette. of course. Yeah. The moment the doors close, this man, who was significantly bigger than I am, like, very, he was very tall, like, which, truthfully, I don't run into yeah. feeling, like, tiny very often. He was a huge guy. And he turned around and just faced me. No. Okay, hold no, on. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. He turned around and faced me and looked me up and down. For like two floors. And there was a point where the hairs on like the back of my neck kind of stood up where I was like, okay, I like he's closest to the door. Like yeah. I could potentially be in danger. You needed an exit route. Yeah. And I didn't have one. And so I got a little bit uncomfortable and I like didn't quite know what to look at. So I just looked at my phone and I could tell though that he kept looking me up and down. How far away was he from you? Maybe... It was like a hospital-style elevator, so it was like a deep elevator, okay. maybe three or four feet away so that's from me. Not, that's not far enough. No, so close, and looking me up and down. and Like in a sexy, sexy way? I thought at first, which is what made me uncomfortable, but then we got to his floor, and the door is open, and he points at me, and he goes, let me guess, you're German and a Taurus. <laughs> and I was like, uh... I am a Taurus, but I'm kind okay, of a that's mutt. Weird. Yeah. I was like, but I'm kind of a mutt. And I am German, but I'm like German. Why? Irish, I can't like believe you even said that. I was so caught off guard. And then he goes, I can tell you're an independent woman. Good for you. And just walked out. Wh- what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, um. And then I was just there standing alone. Cue Destiny's Child all the way. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I mean, what? It what was the weirdest. There? I don't know. It was the weirdest interaction I've ever had. But he broke every rule of elevator etiquette. Was this guy white? Obviously. I. What yeah. is wrong with with people? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, know. what is he, what, who does he work for? Like the well, 23 and me? Like, I don't, that was weird, right? Yes, that's very odd. It was the mo- it was just such a bizarre interaction. I'm sorry, but I don't know that you give off like a Taurus vibe either. I'm just not. I feel like I do. You think that you like radiate Taurus? Kind of. All right. I don't I, even know what like radiate. I Taurus don't even means, either, but. But yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, that's very odd. Yeah. But anyway, wow. sorry I mean, to I interrupt know. the mutual valley. No, but was that a valley? I feel like that wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, it was it a valley because like, be okay. fine. But there was like <laughs> at least 10 seconds where I was like, this guy could kill yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. 
Not that I thought that was going to happen to me today in the middle of the day in a, a medical office building, right. but like. But you should have, you know, your linebacker stance ready. Yeah, I should have. Well, I was in heels, over. so that wasn't helping me. Oh. That makes my ankles weak. You might have to just, you might have to like train in heels from yeah, now on. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, all right. Okay, so um, <clears throat> we here at the Nobodies feel it's important, albeit stupid, to cover The Bachelor since so many people watch this nonsense. So in order to still cover it while also not monopolizing our entire conversation, Annie and I came up with a new segment called Bachelor in Paragraph. Get it? (laughs) Like a play on... Also, Bachelor Annie did not come up with this. That's all you. Annie, why you could I I'm, I mean, I think we can come up together. We're we're creative we're the creative force. You I know? know, but that I want to give credit where credit is due. All that right. was your idea and that was a good one. Okay, well thank I you. I usually only give you credit for bad ideas. I know. And yeah. I'm I'm very surprised that you're even giving me this. You're so welcome. So we're going to give you our uninterrupted opinion in four sentences about The Bachelor, and then we're moving the F on. Yes, okay, we so are. Okay, so Annie, why don't you do the honors? <clears throat> okay. I hate this show so much. The way they edit the girls' butts in their swimsuits makes it look like they're wearing a diaper. Peter is definitely not a player because he is doing a terrible job of dating 12 women. And if Peter and I were together and someone broke into our house, I would have to protect him. Pilot Pete needs to keep his seatbelt fastened and stop getting out of his cockpit to feed into all of the bullshit with the girls. Kelsey, you told Peter you loved him after basically five conversations in your whole life. First of all, stop stealing my moves. And secondly, if you're going to make that kind of proclamation, own it. Don't go halvesies. You've got to go full psycho. Also, McKenna, put your tongue away. You're not an anteater. And this has been Bachelor in a Paragraph. All right, so our first topic of the of the evening is um, I really want to talk about this coronavirus. Okay. Uh, I think it's just it, so basically, I just wanted to explain to people who have been maybe living under a rock: the coronavirus is a newly identified respiratory disease with similar symptoms to the common flu. It was discovered in Wuhan, China, and has already killed nearly 100 people. I think it's Wuhan, China. What did I say? Wuhan? Like the Wuhan clan? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I <laughs> promise I'm not doing that on purpose. Um, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, since you're like a medical professional, Annie, I d- do you have any um, prevention techniques? Well, do you, I actually what do you know have about updated this? statistics. Yeah, okay. So tell us what you know about it. So... As of like this past weekend, there were roughly 17,500 cases worldwide. Oh, my God. And roughly 385 deaths. This, I have my own thoughts about it. But when you put it in the perspective of the fact that last year, 50,000 people died from the flu. This, everybody needs to chill out. Right. So you think, do you think that, I mean, this is being blown out of proportion? Because I heard at one point someone thought it was a theory of like, because in China they they, um, cook bats in like soup. So the bats was, from what I can tell and what I've seen, the bats are an inaccurate animal. Okay. It was um, infected seafood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, like, this is very similar to, like, the bird flu or the swine flu. Yeah. Um, it originates, you eat the bad meat, and then you get it. I mean, it's nowhere near 
as bad as those outbreaks were. Mm-hmm. I think it's good that China is taking the precautions necessary to like prevent people from leaving that region. Right. If you're, but the reality is, if you're elderly or really young, you're at risk. Yeah. If you are a healthy adult, your body will be able to fight it. Yeah. That's see, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So. The food, you said, but it's contracted through food. You can't contract it through, like... No, that's where it, like, initiated. Initiates. Now it's, like, a person-to-person contact. Okay. So you you prevent it the same way you would prevent getting sick in general. Wash your yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, like... Just be smart. Use hand sanitizer. Um, hand sanitizer isn't guaranteed to kill everything. So at, as often as you can, wash your hands with antibacterial soap and just be smart. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I should do. Well... I want to make a I want to make a statement mm-hmm. on this podcast. I survived the coronavirus. We don't know that you had the coronavirus. I am a survivor, Annie. Okay, well, I survived swine flu in college, and I actually had it. You did? Yeah. When I didn't I was know a you junior. had a swine flu. Yeah. So you're a survivor sick. as very well. Ill. Sole survivor. Yes. We're survivors. Yeah. You, I'm a survivor. This is the second Disney's Child song. I'm saying on this podcast. It is. Today. That's bad. Um, Well, to give you some context, I was on a cruise for work last week. Yes. I was working on a cruise ship. It was not below deck, although a lot of people have told me that they think I would be a great personality on below deck. But I'd go overboard for sure. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I I am one with the sea as well. I mean, I'm very nautical, especially after this (laughs) trip on the boat. I mean, ship. Okay. Sorry. Don't you can't ever call- say I'm very nautical again. <laughs> you can't say. You, <laughs> you can't say. You can't call the cruise ship a boat. That's a big no no. Like well, you just obviously. Don't. I didn't know that. So really? I kept calling it a boat. They were oh. constantly mad at me. But what else is new? <laughs> um, but if you've never been on a cruise, it's basically like a cornucopia of disease. You know, you just well, like. Yeah, I mean. So it's like a hospital on water. Yeah, it, yeah. Except, except it doesn't have all the things that a hospital does to help you. But people typically get like the worst infections you can get. You contract at a hospital. Oh, okay. Like MRSA. Oh, right. All right. Okay. You know, like that—that's what now, I'm saying. Like it is now. a hotbed of disease. Okay. Yes, it really is. Yeah, I mean, cornucopia was a dramatic word for you to use. <laughs> well, it was just, it there's in. just a lot of things in yeah. it. A lot of different things. I yeah. could have said a you know, Thanksgiving turkey, stuffed turkey, I guess. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm I will say it's really it's a lot harder to um, dodge all of those motorized scooters when you're sick. Okay. There are a lot of motorized scooters on cruise ships. There are. Yes. Like and for you know, elderly people? Yes, and for people okay. that are I maybe... Meant, like the birds. Maybe a little bit overweight. No, oh my God. I was like, why amazing. are there birds on a cruise ship? That's what they like, should do. Like, use your legs. They should do that. People would... So many people would go overboard. Oh, my God. But I really... No, they have like motor... Like the, the, the rascals, you know? Like those... Like the carts that you get at yeah, the, the grocery shopping store. mall. Yeah, the grocery store. Yeah. Did I just say shopping mall? Yeah. What is wrong with I don't you? Know. I'm still ill. I know. I'm telling you, you, do, I have the coronavirus. Yeah, you do still sound ill. Oh, thank you. Um, That's not an excuse. Though. I know, but I. Uh, it, it's just there's. It, it kind of got to the point where there were so many of these like rascals and stuff, motorized scooters, that <laughs> it made me really like question. Maybe this isn't for you. You know, if you can't, if you're not mobile, to like go across a cruise ship and. 
I mean, maybe this isn't for you. If you're not under the, if you're under the age of say 70, okay, I'll say 70. That's yeah. being nice. But it just seemed like a lot of people that were, you know, was in it, seemingly okay health riding motorized scooters. Was it an obesity issue? Well, I don't want to say that because I've been called, I've been called a fattest. So I don't want to, I don't want to be a fattest. Well, a weightist, someone who's listen derogatory the, toward. We are the biggest weightists against ourselves. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I think that I can say it, but I don't want people to think that I like hate fat people. Well, you can't. You, I mean, there's obesity is a disease. Yeah, and yeah. I have it. No, okay, first of all, no, you don't. That's what's gonna piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So I'll, I want to say, going back to the coronavirus, although I was yes. never like properly tested, whatever. I mean, I had all the symptoms, which we've talked about, is basically the same as the common flu. Correct. So I had very like, but I had really bad upper respiratory stuff. And I really thought that there was like something, you know, I looked up all the, I looked up everything about it and I was freaking out. Did um, anyone else get sick? That's what I was going to say. The one reason why I may not have possibly had it is because everybody I was with, I was with like about 10 people day in and day out. And no one got sick. Did you get the flu shot? I did get the flu shot. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It was just very hard upper respiratory. And there were a couple nights that I woke up and I was like, it felt like I had jumped in a pool. Like I was sweating so much. Like yeah. my hair was Like you like broke wet. a fever in well, the middle may- of the night. Well, maybe. But then I would still, like there was one night that I was sweating. And then the next night, like I sweat through. I tried to turn the mattress, not the mattress, but the, the comforter over. And it was soaked through. I mean, I... No, but you probably did. You probably had a fever and it broke. Oh, hopefully. Because that's what happens. Like when when you're sick and you start sweating so profusely, it's because your body broke the fever. So it released the heat. But I did it two nights in a row. Yeah, but... You, just because you break a fever doesn't mean you can't still have a like get oh. another fever. Oh my god! Did you have chills? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had chills. I was freezing. I mean, I thought I had urinated the bed, which yeah. again would not have been like that crazy. No. But I just, which is sad. I know. I mean, it's been a while. I'm yeah. Medication, so it's fine. But I mean, <laughs> that was that was an issue. But anyway, I just want to say that I'm. I'm uh, happy you've survived. I'm feeling back to health, and I. I really, but there was for a while there, I just kept thinking to myself, oh, everyone, you know, I was reading, like you said, if you're, if you're old or you're young, you know, if you have a pre pre existing condition, you're more at risk than someone Mm -hmm. who's healthy. But I was like, of course, Bryce, you're going to be the one person who's 32 years old, like in, in health that is going to die, (laughs) die of the coronavirus on a cruise ship. Oh God, that would be so sad. How awful. But no, you, I mean. You're here. You're alive I and kicking. I also think that there is something to this is the last thing I'll say. I'm sorry for monopolizing this conversation, although I am. What else is I, I know, but I am, and I am like preaching to the masses of people who may or may not get the coronavirus. I'm just trying to help them from my experience. Right. However, Which we don't know for sure if it was even real. <laughs> but I will say that I think because, like, you know, you and I are very, very regimented in our routines and the way we eat and yeah. the way we work out and mm-hmm. everything else that I do feel that because I was completely out of my, out of my routine, out of my comfort zone, out of what I was eating, out of everything that you are p- possibly more susceptible to disease, like, like bubble boy syndrome almost, because like, if you're so clean, not that I'm, you know, crazy, like OCD, but the fact is, is that I'm going to a place that is like, so foreign to like, I don't, 
I don't like allow my body to get into those situations or try not to. Right. That maybe that was a, I don't know. I, just a theory. I agree with you because I'm in and out of doctor's offices all day long. And so I'm exposed to a lot more yeah. in that regard, which is why I very, knock on wood, watch, I'm going to like get sick. No, but you build up but, a tolerance. Uh, yeah. Like I do have a very strong immune system. Yeah. So even though I have to cough every time I'm on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I, I, it's, I mean, it I'm is so too. weird. It's yeah. something that we, I think, I think we just need to drink more fluid. Maybe that'll help. All right, moving on. Okay, this to Annie's. We, as we all know, Annie loves Taylor Swift. So the megastar has a new documentary out on Netflix called Miss Americana, which I'm sure you hate the title of. Obviously. Uh, it highlights, Everything about it always. It highlights various points in her career, including the infamous uh, Kanye West feud. So here's, I just want to say first, there is a part early on in the documentary, and I texted you about this, where Taylor shows herself on the phone with her publicist, and the publicist share that Taylor didn't get any major Grammy nominations for her her album, Reputation, which is not her latest album. But it was like a really somber moment, and like sprung Tay-Tay into action, and this was early on in the documentary, and it actually made me like, like her less. Good. So, I want to know, before I get into like, what I... Because it really felt like, you know, poor little rich, poor little rich white girl type thing going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have that sort of mentality, but she does talk about her, her victimhood, you know, her like how she, you know, how she is a, like how she's been portrayed as a victim. Mm-hmm. And I know you have some strong opinions on that. I just didn't know if there was anything like, especially with the Kanye West feud. So first and foremost... I have not watched the documentary, which probably shocks no one. Right. So, um, but so I don't know specifically what right. she said no, in regards no. to her victimhood. In regards to Kanye West and the VMAs in 2009, I believe. Yeah, 2009. He has publicly apologized to her multiple times. It has now been 11 years and she is still fucking talking about it. Because. She likes to be the victim. It has been brought to my attention also that she talks about the hate that she gets on social media. Yeah. Um, so do I. So does my sister. So does every person I know on social media has had something bad said to them at some point. Yeah. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. You are acting like poor little rich white girl. Woe is you. Like, stop. Just go be talented. Go make your music, which I don't really like her music, but like besides the point, obviously millions of people do. Yeah. Go make your music. Go make your money. Go do good in the world and shut up. Yeah. Stop talking about yourself. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Annie, I and I really thought, I know this is going to make you mad, and I th- but I really was thinking genuinely after I ended it, and I'll tell you my final thoughts, but like, I really think you should watch it. No. Like, no, seriously. I mean, just hear me out for one second. Okay. I feel like your criticism of her is totally valid, by the way. I just think that it's a little outdated. I think because if you watched the vid, if you watched the documentary, you and her have a lot of the same things in common. And like not in the way that like just you have the way never you, said anything so insulting. The to way me in my that life. you see the world, it's just yeah. she's a different person. She was this person who was 
fully managed and totally like kept her mouth shut and blah, blah, blah. And was this person that's like whatever, whatever the media portrayed her to be. And now she's becoming this like different entity of herself. And like what I was, so like you go, what I was going to say was going back to the Grammy thing, like how annoying, like that was, that seemed to me, I was like, I, this was in the first five minutes and I was like, wow, I actually don't like, like that makes me like her less. Well, then there's something else that I won't tell. It's not even that big a deal, but I won't say that something else of the same nature happens where she is called to action and it doesn't go her way. And the way that she handles it is so much different than what it was before because of the fact that like, she's just grown and it's like, it shows to me the second time it showed the first time it was like, Oh, so sad for you. Like you didn't get a Grammy nomination. Blah, blah, boo hoo. But the second time was like, okay, wow. She's actually, this is springing her into action as opposed to like crying about something and I just think that if you, I just think that you should watch it just for the sheer fact that I want to see like if if you still hate her like which you I'm sure you probably will but I just would want to see like if you were like okay I understand her a little bit more and maybe you don't want to and that's fine too but I just think that you should check it out I just can't <laughs> on principle alone I just I don't even want to see her face on screen <laughs> like truly and I have heard like I know that she's much like, I know that she's much more liberal than she's been yeah. portrayed to be. And we probably do have a lot of similar outlooks on the world, which is fine. We're both 30-year-old women, yeah. white women, that, yeah, like, lean sure. liberal. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that is all well and good, and we probably do. I don't like how she has portrayed herself to be a victim. Yeah. I have zero... Like I would, I guess, I guess maybe that's more my question. Cause like, <laughs> it would be interesting to see even just that part of it because she does sort of address it and she talks about this narrative and stuff. And I, it's, it's hard. She doesn't address it head on, mm-hmm. but there is something I would just be curious. I was, I guess I would want to see like what you would say about that part of the, the thing, just cause I, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm not going to watch the documentary. (laughs) I'm just not. Um, But what I will say is I have seen reports about her mom and how sick her mom is. And for that, like that does break my heart for her. Yeah. And I obviously would never wish anything. Well, of course not. Even how I feel about Taylor Swift, I don't ever want anything bad to happen to her. Well, of course not. Of course not. You know, but so it does make me sad for her and her mom. But you're never going to find somebody like me. Okay, now I have to ask you to leave. <laughs> the door is open. I will right, not right, be here right. when you return. I will say that I think at the end of it, I think it's one of those things where, like, if you really like Taylor Swift, you're going to like her at the end of it, obviously. But if you don't, I think you'll probably, I think it probably. I've adds heard to from your... a couple of people that have similar viewpoints on her as I do, mm-hmm. and they've watched it and they've been like, it was great. Like, oh. I have a different opinion of her. Really? Yeah. If she does see it does make her boot. more like of a human person whereas opposed to like this like glossy eyed girl who's like all about love songs and stuff like that yeah. it makes her more of like a person like a yeah someone that you can like go up to cuz sometimes i feel like she is there's a, there's people like her that are like almost so much larger than life that they're like so unattainable or disconnected from everything and this actually See, when I think, I don't think larger than life when I think of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce is larger yes, than life. She, she is. is untouchable. Yeah. Taylor Swift is not. 
Not to me. I know that she is that to a lot of people. And that is all well and good. There are far worse people for people to look up to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that. Yeah. There is just something that irritates me so badly. (laughs) That I can't get. I I just could never. I just love talking about Taylor Swift with you. It's just like one of the most fun. I'm trying to, like, remain calm and not, like, overreact. Okay, well, let's move on. Let's move on. We've already talked about that enough. Okay, so... (laughs) The la- our, our, our third topic is a maid of honor in Nebraska. Which I love. Amazing. I didn't know that at the at, when we first found this story. Yeah. Well, but, we, okay, wait. We're talking about this because I am a professional maid of yes, honor. Yes. You are a professional maid of yes. honor. I was, by the way, getting to that. Oh, sorry. I just, my goodness. My bad. Uh, no. Now but, I'm producing you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a maid of honor in Nebraska wore an inflatable T-Rex costume to her sister's wedding after the bride told her she could, quote, wear whatever she wanted. So first of all, Annie, being a professional maid of honor, yes. as you just mentioned, would you recommend this? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? Not in a million years. Because that maid of honor just made her sister's wedding day about her. Okay. And that is fucked. And that is the opposite of being a good maid of honor. That's true. And the girl was saying in the article that she acted like she was going to be the one that she was like, well, everyone's going to be looking at me. So I decided that I'd have a lot of fun with it. Apparently, she's like a stage fright or doesn't like that stuff. But like, again, what you're saying, you're t- you took everything away from yeah the whole thing. It made national news and no one's talking the about your sister. The number of times. So my sister got married seven or eight months ago. The number of times I said on that day when another bridesmaid or myself or something like if we didn't feel great about our makeup which we all did or like if there's something yeah any any, any small thing any small thing it was the number of times i said no one is going to be looking at you (laughs) no one gives a fuck what you look like yeah this is about emily like i can't even tell you how many times that came out of my mouth i can't believe that it would come out at all what do you mean? I mean, just I, – I know what you mean, but it's just funny that, like, that would even be a concern that people would – Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's, like, the pictures and all this stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, again, nobody gives a fuck about you. <laughs> this is about Emily. Yeah. Period. And, like, I could never in a million years imagine taking away from, like, my sister's day. Oh, yeah. For sure. And that's what this bitch did. <laughs> She made it but about the her. Girl, the girl, the bride and the groom signed off on it. Sad. Do you think That's that? Sad. Do you think that was just like? Do you think that was an oversight, or do you think that she really just? I feel like this person is a complete nightmare in real life, and they were like, just let her do it, give so her that whatever she, she doesn't wants. try to ruin it in some other way. Oh my god! The pa- the fact that the parents signed off on it. No kidding. Like you would. I mean, how ridiculous! Yeah. Take off your Tyrannosaurus Rex costume. Well, and like. Come on. This is like one day. That's Just it. put on a goddamn dress and act like a lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was hard for me. I to feel say. like that's a line from Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, it's got to be. I mean. It's got to be. I was hard for me to say that even with a straight play. Okay, straight well, I, have, I do have a question in, in regards to this. Have you ever dressed like an asshole to prove a point? No. Never? Mm-mm. N- no. Mm. I don't think so. Like, or maybe, like, dressed, not even dressed, but, like, did something, like, okay, interesting. I mean, I've never, I've never dressed like an asshole. I mean, well, no, I mean, I have dressed like an asshole. Right. But not to prove a point. I do remember when I was really young, I wore toenail polish to piss off my dad oh. one time. 
I mean, he already thought I was a pussy, so I really (laughs) just like sent him over the edge. He was like, I don't know why. I don't even remember. Someone like one of our babysitters like painted my toenails, and I think she painted like my cousin's toenails too. Gotcha. And like my dad, I remember my dad like pulled me like out of a pool or something, and it was like. He was like, what is that on your feet? Like, it was just, like, oh, very upset. Oh, my gosh, really? My grandma was like, my, I remember my grandma being like, she's like, what are you doing? Like, she had to say <laughs> something to him. Because my dad was just like, he's just like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I, it was just ridiculous. But I'm I trying remember, to think if I've ever done anything like that. I feel like I've always tried to avoid drawing attention to my appearance. That's... So I usually wear That's very things. on brand for you. Yeah. Like I'm, I usually wear all black because it's easy for me to hide. Yeah, oh my God. So, but yeah, so I don't think I've ever done anything in that way. I've probably said things. Oh yeah. You know, I've definitely said <laughs> asshole things. <laughs> Can you remember one of them? <laughs> I mean, I've probably said at least three of them to you on this podcast. <laughs> probably on or off the air. Yeah. But like today recording, yeah. I probably said something. <laughs> Okay, well, that was that was interesting. Um, <laughs> so, for our closing segment, we are going back. To, we're reverting back to one of our favorites, which is Florida Man. Uh, yes. So, I found a Florida Man story that I want to share. Do you know? By the way, Annie does not know. I don't have any idea. So she has not seen this. So no. I just he want sent your... it to me, but I did not look at it. Oh, you did. Oh, I did send it to you. Yeah, but oh, I didn't okay. look at okay, any good, of it. Good, good, good. All right. So, <clears throat> didn't you send it to me? Um, I think so. Okay. So a Florida man was arrested for breaking into a to a Pasco County home Thursday and said his horse was the one who committed the crime. <laughs> said Lonnie Maddox, 52, uh, was the culprit. He's and too old to be acting this 52. way. 52. <laughs> Homeowner Steve Ferguson confronted Maddox after he caught him trying to break into his house. What he heard back from Maddox was truly astounding. My horse broke into your house, mister, and I had to go in and get her, said Maddox. Uh, Bay Bay News 9 reports Maddox also told deputies that the horse got into Ferguson's yard through a broken fence, but that he went inside the home because he was interested in renting and wanted to see the inside. (laughs) The horse? The horse did. However, surveillance video shows Maddox and the horse walking around the outside of the home as he tries to get through the front door, but instead breaks a window. Even worse, Maddox didn't even own the horse that was eventually found two miles away from the home. Okay, so there was a real horse. Yes, there was a horse. Oh, my God. The horse named Angel was returned to its owner while Maddox was charged with burglary of a dwelling. Which, like, burglary of a dwelling, what is this, like, the Was the this person age? on crystal meth? He had to have been. I mean, this guy looked crazy. But oh. where did he get a horse? And why was he not charged that the horse... That's the what horse I'm thing? saying. This whole time horse I was napping. like, oh, my God, how... He's just imagining a horse. Oh, no, 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 no. There was there an, actual, was an horse, actual horse. But he said that the horse tried to break in. And obviously the horse had, well, had nothing to do not. with the break-in. No. Horses don't like glass. Well, also, like... There's lots of other things to unpack there. <laughs> what do you think this 52-year-old guy was doing? He said crystal he Crystal meth. To... He definitely smoked crystal meth and then was like, that looks like a nice house. But he for said me he to was interested in, in renting the house. Yeah. He <laughs> saw that and he was like, that is where I'm going to get my next fix. I'm going to go shoot up some other drug in that house. <laughs> he's way too old. He's going to have a heart attack. Yeah, he's, he's way too old to be behaving in this manner. But well, he's also in Florida, so I know. Florida man. Oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah. Nothing about poop-smeared classrooms this time? No, no. That was the number. I was looking on the Florida Man website, and that was still the number one story. That one is next level. There is nothing worse than that. Or best. Or best. But although I do think in that someone smeared, poop-smeared feces in that hallway that we were in. 100%. And probably the elevator. The first thing I did was shower. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, like you need you need to like chlor like you need to take like a yeah. chlor- bleach bath. Yeah, instead, actually. I don't mean to interrupt you, but the the way that you're sitting and the way that the light is reflecting like into your hair, not even at all. Oh. Um, it makes your hair look kind of like silver foxish. Oh, and it's not a bad look. Okay. Yeah, you're I'm welcome. so nervous about no, going gray. I think it might actually be better for you. Good. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting to get old. Yeah. Just day by day. Day by day. Hopefully that happens. But no, right here, especially, it looks Uh like it looks just gray. Oh, well, maybe you should take a photo of me. No, no thanks. All right. Well, (laughs) could put it on my could put it on my Silver Fox dating app profile. No, you can't really tell in this. Oh crap. You're screwed. Dang it. All right, well. Um Okay, was that closing segment? Yep. So next week we will have a flaws and white claws. Yes. Okay. Yes. We will have flaws and white claws next week. And next week is Valentine's Day. Yes. Yay. Wow. Are you sad? A little. It's okay. It'll be fine. I'm going to send you some chocolate. I'll just hang out with Ben and Jerry. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I don't care. I mean, that's such... It's. Well, I'll talk about this next week. Yeah. I, pointless. Okay. <laughs> Fruitless. The way you said that is like you just your legs are crossed and you're just leaning back yeah. like Miss like I Rico feel like Slave. you when you start the podcast and leans in <laughs> like she's sitting in a hotel hot tub. <laughs> okay, guys, please subscribe, follow, rate, review, do all the things. Also, thank you to everyone that has given us an yes. amazing review. We checked those this week and it was so nice. So if you have not left us a review, please do so. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod, at Annie underscore Wilk, at Bryce Advice. You can follow us on Twitter at Nobody's The Pod. Personals are the same. And keep sending us flaws and white claws to noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. We also still have our koozies for sale. So it's one for five, two for eight. The link to that is in the bio of our Instagram. Um, and yeah, I think that's all. I think that's it. Nice. Wow, you guys. Well, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded in a small, crummy apartment in North Hollywood, California. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.